Hi, lovely ladies, and welcome to Zion's Company of Women podcast. I'm Lana. And I'm Courtney. And it's so great to have you here with us today. Courtney, my friend, is it freezing where you are? Probably not, right? No, absolutely not. It's very hot. So we are on the extremes today, you and me. Yeah. Well, for those of you that are listening that live in like really cold places, you will say to me, Lana, you don't even know the definition of cold. Because I was just telling Courtney how cold it is here and she had a bit of a giggle. Uh, So (laughs) I did. I really did. So to me here in Sydney right now, it is cold, but I know that I am like, what, what's the word? I am very um, not experienced with cold weather. <laughs> Let's just say that. I think I would die if I was in a place where it went like minus. So, oh, mm, yeah. yeah. Mm. You've, seen, you've, been with, you've been around snow though before, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah. And the idea of like fireplaces and just hot warm drinks and soup and scarves and all things winter make me happy. But yeah, it's a bit uncomfortable today. But just not going outside in the winter, just more of like the inside parts of winter. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. The crackle of the fireplace. Like, yeah. There's nothing about that. Here in Oklahoma, we don't really go outside in the summer. So yeah. it all, it's a trade-off because <laughs> like when you asked me earlier, like, do you have air conditioning for that part of your house? It's like, oh yes, we do. <laughs> Absolute necessity. Yeah. If you want to sleep and live, yeah. we'll have air conditioning. Ah, <laughs> oh, so funny. Anyway, welcome to our weather chat, ladies. <laughs> well, it's appropriate because we're on the second chapter of Song of Songs today, and he's talking all about the season changing. So I feel like it's appropriate. It'll fit in there eventually. Courtney, you are a superstar. There you go. Professional, professional, <laughs> Lana, professional. <laughs> oh, well, lovely ladies. We're really excited about diving in today. Um Yeah, as Courtney just said, we are diving into chapter two of the Song of Songs and my goodness, what, 40 minutes or whatever it is that we sit in this space. I don't know about you, Courtney, but it's not long enough, is it? No, no. And I don't even, I mean, I think we finished most of chapter one last time, but I felt like we could have had another solid 30 minutes on, I don't know, the remaining four verses. Um, And it's, I don't know, I think that's the thing that I love the most about Song of Songs is just how rich it is. There's so much to dive into. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's, for me, I go, let's talk about it. And then we start talking and he's just so present. And I'm like, can I just lie on the floor for maybe 10 minutes? And then I, I get right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm just so overcome with his love and his heart and his goodness. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's see. Well, maybe, what- maybe at one point we can do some fun Q and A. Maybe at the end of this, um, end of this whole Song of Songs dive that we're doing, just some fun stuff like what's the most, the strangest place where the presence of God has ever hit you? Yeah. You know, where you're looking around like, not now, Lord. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not here, Lord. <laughs> I don't know what's on the floor. You know, kind of one of those. Things. <laughs> maybe we can do some fun Q and A at the end of it. Um, stuff like that. So we stay more on topic if we know we've got some time coming. Yes. I think that would be super fun. I think that would be really good. (laughs) 
Oh, so good. All right, let's let's dive in. So um, I just want to say just before we dive in, I when I was looking at this passage this morning, I was really um, just really struck again by uh, verse one and verse two, but particularly mm. verse two. And I just kind of want to make this comment just before we dive in, Courtney, if it's um, okay. Yeah. Um, but verse one in the Passion Translation, it says, I'm truly his rose, the very theme of his song. I am overshadowed by his love like a lily growing in the valley. And then it goes on to say, yes, you are my darling companion. You stand out from the rest. For though the thorns surround you, you remain as pure as a lily more than all others. And when I was sitting just in this this morning, two things really struck me. Like if we really grasp these words, like I am truly his rose, the very theme of his song, and I just went straight um, into that place where um, in Zephaniah 3, it says mm. that the Lord rejoices over us with singing. And I remember coming through a time, well, I mean, we all go through it at different layers, I think, but coming through that season where, you know, the Lord's really working on your identity and what you believe and what do you think about yourself and all of these things. And I remember sitting in this um, particular scripture and the Lord said to me, Lana, ask me what song I'm singing over you. And it was one of these moments where I was so um like it was vulnerable for me to go, oh, okay, and this takes courage yet again to sit mm -hmm. in this place and go, Lord, what are you singing over me? And I, I just wanted to share this as we dive into today because I felt like the Lord said maybe as an activation for you to take away is to sit with the Lord and ask him, what is the song that he's singing over you? Like what, what is it that the Lord is singing as he's rejoicing over you? It's not this place where there's nothing in this passage or these first the first verse that says he's singing, you know, grumpily. Like there is this beautiful picture of the rejoicing, leaping, excited, you know, wondrous love of the Lord as he looks at you and you are the very theme of his song. Um, I just think that's that's life-changing. And to even look at verse 2 where it says you stand out from all the rest for though the thorns surround you. What are the thorns? They're these. It's a picture of, um, of sin that surrounded us. And I was like, and then Jesus wore the crown of thorns. And I'm like this morning just sitting there going, oh, my goodness, the richness of these, even the first two verses just really touched my heart again. Mm. And um, down in, uh, where is it here, um, Brian Simmons' commentary notes, it says in verse 1, the Hebrew text reads, a rose of Sharon. The word Sharon can be translated as his song. So she now sees herself as the one he sings over. And I was like, this is beautiful. So I just had to comment on that as we dive in. Because I really felt just to put that activation out there, if that's something mm -hmm. you want to take away, I really believe there'll be some freedom and some healing that's going to flow in that place. So, oh, absolutely, absolutely, and I think that that's that's really 
it is a theme of Song of Songs is how the Lord sees us or how the, mm-hmm. you know, how he sees his, his Shulamite or his bride. Um, that's the constant thread that you can pull through the entire thing is he's constantly telling her how he sees her, you know, even through dark or difficulties or when she feels like she's lost sight of him. He's like, hey, I'm right here. Um, that's one of the beautiful things that the just the the faithfulness, the steadiness and the constancy of the yeah. Lord. Um, and I love that you I love that you pointed out the song that you're the theme of his song. I had something kind of wild happen to me a couple days ago. Um, mm-hmm. I woke up at 630. I was very tired. <laughs> I woke up at 630 in the morning, which it took a lot to get me out of that that sleep. Um, but I could hear music playing. And I knew it wasn't like something I was just hearing in the spirit being super spiritual. I was like, no, I actually hear actually hear music playing. What is that? And I'm thinking to myself, because they're they're working on doing some repairs on our roof. And I thought, oh, maybe, maybe some of the work, maybe I slept in too late. Maybe some of the workers are here and they're outside and they're just playing music while they work. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, oh no, well, what if I set an alarm and I just completely forgot about it? So I reach over and I grab my phone. Um, and my phone was playing music all on its own. I hadn't turned it on. I hadn't done anything. There was no way I could have pushed a button. It was completely across the table. Um, and I, I looked down at the song and it was a soaking worship music, a worship song. Um, and it's called inside his hug. Love it. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I was, I was so exhausted and, and I was like, you know, it, t- it takes like your brain a little bit to come online. And then once it did, I was like, all right, Lord. Okay. Okay. Yes. I'm getting up. I'm getting up. And I, but I thought how sweet of it, you know, a dad or a father to wake you up, you know, mm-hmm. your love to wake you up with the hug that you're inside his hug. You're resting, you're sleeping in that place that that's where we start from. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you start from the theme of his song, you start from, and you transform through what he says about you or what he sings over you. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like the, you know, anything with deliverance, it, the the song may change. Yeah. yeah, based on what we need, and that's just, I think, such a beautiful testament to who he is. For yeah, us. yeah, yeah. I think so as well. And I, I think you know, any other word could have been used in that first. Um, you know, verse one, like it didn't have to be like, what if it wasn't song? Like the word song just doesn't it, it brings such a delight. Like there is such a, and and I don't know about you guys, but I like music is so healing to me. Like I will, whether it's like I'm listening to a, um, you know, a worship song and I'm in this place with him, there is just such healing. And then at times I remember driving down the road and I hear a song like that on the radio from my childhood and like it just brings this sense of like comfort and joy and delight. And I just, you know, I I think there's such power um, in sound. There's such power in, in song. And you think about all the words that, you know, we can speak over ourselves or others can speak over us. Like if we really live in this place and really live in this place of discovery, like his song isn't going to end, right? It's not like tomorrow he's going to stop singing over us. Like it's this journey of discovery of what are you singing over me today, Lord? And I, I don't know, Courtney, I just, I feel the weight of just his heart and that place of mm-hmm. encounter that if I live in a place where his song 
if I'm hearing his song and that's the loudest sound over my life, then that changes how I, I live and how I walk. And it, yeah. like you said, it transforms me. Um, so, yeah, I just feel such a beautiful invitation into that place. And, you know, sometimes um, there's times where it feels uncomfortable. Yeah. To sit in that, like you said, it, it really required some vulnerability on your part. Because mm-hmm. even if you think about if someone were to sing a song to you and it was just you and that person, mm-hmm. that's an extremely intimate moment. Yeah. It's very vulnerable, It's, it's but it's a very intimate moment. Um, and I just, I, I, you know, I really, I think that there might be people out there that, that might be really challenged by that. And mm-hmm. I just want to say like, you know, that's okay. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's even if we read in verse five here where um, this is the Shulamite speaking and she says, revive me with your raisin cakes, refresh me again with your apples, help me and hold me for I am lovesick. I am longing for more yet. How could I take more? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's um, a, a place where a lot of us in our walk will find ourselves at times, you know, yeah. Where we, you know, because it's kind of ingrained in us to 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 give, 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 and do, 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 and that's all right. It's a good to give is good, um, but as long as we're not forsaking that place of receiving first. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's this is just something that I've identified with um, in the past, where you know you hold gratefulness, you're so grateful for the things that you have, and yet at the same time you also and you think, how could I even take more? but you realize your deep need to receive even more from the Lord in order to, <laughs> to be able to keep giving and, and, and uh, moving forward or healing or whatever it is that you might need to do. And I, that's, I think why I identify so much with the Shulamite is because she mm-hmm. asks the questions <laughs> yeah. that so many of us ask or feel. Um, and yeah, I've always stopped and paused at that first yet. How could I take more? Just, mm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it really, I love her cry um, in verse five, like help Mm -hmm. me and hold me for I am lovesick. So yeah, like this place of like, oh my gosh, my desperate need, like I, I recognize like who you are and I need you. And, and there's this cry, but at the same time, there's this tension of like, how could I take more? And I, I love how real she is. You know, I love that. I love journeying through the Song of Songs. Like she's not, um, you know, she's not one that's kind of like, oh, yeah, like I've got it all together and it's all good. Like it's all fine. Like there's a real, um, there's a real um, rawness, you know. There's a real place where, like you said, she asks the questions. And as you'll see as we get to the end of Song of Songs, you know, even in the moment where there's this invitation, come away with me. She's like, eh, not ready. Like, eh, eh. Mm-hmm. you know, and I, just, I love the journey. I love watching how she walks through this process and the way that the Lord tends to her as she goes through this process. Like if you really look at her journey, um, our journey, like it makes me go, there is no place in here for condemnation. There is no place in here where, you know, the Lord um, condemns her or is really, really harsh with her. There, it's, it's tenderness. There is, there's such love and yet in his 
woo. It's it's calling her higher and calling her out to who she is. But there's such a beautiful emphasis as well on the presentness of the Lord in the midst of her journey. And even when yeah. he goes away for a while, you know, just him allowing that, like that space brings her forth in a greater way. Like, where's my beloved gone? I know I'm jumping into other chapters, no. but I, just, I love the process. I just think the process yeah. is really, really powerful. You're absolutely right. It it very much is. And even if we go down just like one more verse in verse seven, it's Jesus talking at this point, And he says, promise me brides to be by the gentle gazelles and delicate deer that you'll not disturb my love until she's ready to arise. So even he knows, even yeah. he understands where she's at, that this is where she's at. And it's not until she's ready. Like, don't, don't disturb her. Don't, don't wake her up. Don't move her. Don't push her to come to a certain place because there's, he understands the process through which love causes her to arise and to fully embrace who she is and who he is. And he's so patient with us in that process and present, like you were saying with us in that walking through. And there is no room for condemnation in that we are where we are and he loves us fully exactly where we're at exactly at that moment, no more and no less. Um, and that's that's a weighty thing to mm. sit and contemplate, that he sees where we're going, and he's always calling us there, and that's how he sees us, and yet he's with us at every mm. point of the journey, too. It's just beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I think of even like my own journey with the Lord for so many years, I thought, you know, he's really standing on the sideline and he's saying, hurry up, Lana, get your act together, Lana, um, you know, pull your socks up, Lana. And that came out of a whole heap of stuff, right? The, the, the reason I saw the Lord like that. Mm -hmm. And the thing that began to really undo me was like passages like this, books like this that I would look at and go, hang on a sec, he really is kind and he really is patient. We know it says like love is patient, love is kind. He is love, right? And and to look at this and, and even verse 7 that you just jumped on that says don't disturb her, like it just absolutely ravishes my heart again afresh that, you know, he he's so... Um, He's so with us in that process, like he's so close. And I think sometimes when we're in the wilderness or we're in the, the times where we're dealing with stuff in our own heart, like fear and, you know, um, condemnation or shame, whatever it may be that that would uh, attempt to keep us at a distance from him, like block us from that deep place of intimacy, that really he's the one that's leaning in close. He's not pulling back in those times going, well, when you decide to get your act together, then I Yikes. will that, right? <laughs> I will lean in. I'd be in so much trouble if that's where, like, you know, if that's what the Lord was like. Yeah. Like I've had my moments of mess, believe it. Yeah. Like, gosh, but he's the one that leans in close and he's mm -hmm. the one that says, I know, I know where you're at right now. And, yes, I, I, I love you so much and I love you too much to leave you there. I'm going to keep wooing you out and bring you to the place that I'm calling you to, to live in, in your identity and, and the life that I've given you in Christ. But just the, yeah, the closeness of his heart in those really 
raw moments, I think is something that each one of us could really um, just sit and kind of really allow that, that revelation to go a little bit deeper every time because it's so easy to go, oh, I haven't got it all together yet. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that this chapter for me, whenever I look at it and I study it from start to finish, it's really like the the chapter of discomfort (laughs) in so many, like a holy discomfort, don't get me wrong, but it's that, it's that where love challenges you in the best way um, to, to grow or to examine something or to repent, which when I say that I'm to change your mind about something to allow yourself to have a different thought in that moment. And so much of that for me has come from sitting with him in those places, like you're saying, where it's that pure acceptance. He's not standing there asking you to run faster or harder Mm. or telling you that you're going to miss it. He's there, you know, cheering you on every step that you take. Sometimes he's turning on your phone to wake you up (laughs) in the morning, (laughs) you know, Um, just those little things like that, that I think when we start to shift our our thinking or we start to allow ourselves to be, you know, purposefully uncomfortable um, to stretch, to make room for more love, you know, there's a real reward with that. And there's Mm -hmm. such... um, there's just such beauty that comes with that. And I just, I think this, this next part is, is one of my favorites. It's in verse 10 where it says the one I love calls to me. This Mm -hmm. is Jesus talking. And he says, arise, my dearest, hurry, my darling, come away with me. I have come as you have asked to draw you to my heart and lead you out. So he's not behind us, driving us, you know, um, clapping his hands or, you know, cracking a whip or anything. He's actually, he's gone ahead of us. He goes first and he's drawing us into himself and leading us out. And um, that for me is very important to remember whenever I'm sitting in this place of like seasons changing, Mm. things shifting, maybe it's uncomfortable. Maybe I'm being challenged by love in a couple of different ways to remember that he's, he's there drawing me in. Mm-hmm. pulling me inside of his hug and he's leading me out. Wow. Um, that's helpful. <laughs> I know I say this a lot and I've talked a lot about the, like the divine exhale um, that I've just really been feeling lately. But when you share that, Courtney, that's what I hear and that's what I feel like living in that place where I'm realizing, you know, that, okay, he's not behind us, driving us in the sense of like, yes, he covers us from behind, but he's not driving us like this hard taskmaster from behind, but it's this invitation as he draws us by love into his heart, like to encounter him more. Like I I hear the sound of rest. Like I hear that sound of, oh, like truly, like he is so good like oh I exhale all of the stuff especially in those moments of like you said when seasons shift in transition and my goodness could we all tell the stories of when the seasons start to shift and all the stuff starts to come up inside and you know you you get the the shifting of the season exposes some fears and it, it exposes all this stuff inside but Courtney those words you said to be purposefully uncomfortable. When you said those words, I felt the weight on those words because mm. in those moments where we go, 
okay, I'm going to lean into this a little bit right now. I'm going to allow myself to be purpose, like I'm going to be purposefully uncomfortable in this moment. There is a reward on the other side of that that is so glorious it's beyond words. And, you know, even looking what you were, you just read verse 10, I just want to just for two seconds just jump on um, just verse 8 and 9 when we are in this place where seasons are shifting and we can recognize that, okay, things are coming up in my heart, there are fears or shame or compromises, whatever it might be, I just, I love this, where it says, the Shulamite says, listen, I hear my lover's voice. I know it is him coming to me, leaping with joy over mountains, skipping in love over hills that what? that separate us. And I know this is a picture of the gospel. Like I know this is a picture of of Christ and him overcoming, you know, the sin and the things that have separated us from, from relationship. But as I look at that and I continue to read, even at the end of verse 9, it says, he gazes into my soul, peering through the portal as he blossoms within my heart. And actually, let me go back a bit. Uh, Verse 9, now he comes closer even to the places where I hide. Mm, There it is. Oh, my goodness me. Like doesn't that, oh, I just, I actually don't have any words because that the look of love that I have seen in my own journey, in the eyes of my beloved, in those moments where the season has been shifting, I'm going through transition, other things are happening and all the stuff comes up and it feels messy and just overwhelming and there are places that I recognise, oh, my heart's still hiding a bit in that area. I have never once sat in a place of being purposefully, allowing myself to be purposefully uncomfortable and met a gaze of my Mm. beloved that has been anything but absolute love and absolute delight and absolute embrace. And I just mm. that I just want you to know today, ladies, that wherever you're at in your journey, that the gaze of the Lord upon you, even maybe in those places where you, you feel like you might be hiding, that it's not one that is uh, of condemnation. I know I keep going back to that, but I'm just I'm feeling it so heavily today that I want you to know that the Lord is looking at you with eyes of love and delight, despite what it looks like around you, despite what the inner world looks like. His delight and his song over you is not um, is not dependent upon your actions or your um, how good you're doing today. He delights in you because you're his, bottom line. End of story. Bottom line. Sailor. <laughs> period, <laughs> mic drop, whatever you want to call it. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think that this too, I think that this is where we're starting to see, and I shouldn't say starting because it's been happening for a while, but I feel like there's a, a really heavy emphasis on it right now. Um, this is where the it's the importance of knowing his nature. It's the difference between knowing his works versus his ways. Yeah. You know, even Moses knew he was acquainted, knew his ways. That's his 
um, his nature, how he is. And if this is, um, you know, a lot of us, a lot of people that Lana, I know that you and I have had our own processes of walking through this. And a lot of people that are in the body of Christ confront this. Um, it's, it's removing that lens of religion and allowing that lens of like the trueness of who Jesus actually is to be the one that we look at him and ourselves with. That I think is one of the pinnacles. That's the, one of the biggest challenges that I see to so many women in the body of Christ, precious women that Mm -hmm. view themselves and they view him through a lens that's not true. It's Mm -hmm. not in line with who he actually is. And so if this is uncomfortable for you and if you're not, if you're wrestling with it, or even if you're not, and you just feel like you need a refresher, cause we all do at some point, read this, read song of songs through the perspective of understanding. This is the heart of our savior, King Jesus. This yeah. is your groom. This is the one that's with you always that will, that is returning. That's has gone to prepare a place for us. Like this is the heart of the groom. This is that burning fiery passion of like, I don't care what you think about yourself. I'm going to tell you what I see. Yeah. I'm going to tell you exactly how I've made you to be. And then you will live, you will, you will, I will love you into wholeness. I will love you into, you know, your identity as the bride. Um, it's just, it's incredible. And I think that it's, especially like we're talking about when, when seasons change, <laughs> yeah. I just had an, I just had something happen the other day and I realized, uh oh, uh, that's insecurity, and <laughs> I see it, and it feels like a shoe that's too small, which mm-hmm. means I get to take it off now, and I get to ask the Lord, okay, now what am I stepping into? If I'm not going to operate out of insecurity, and that's not my identity, and that's not who you've made me to be, then what do I get to put on now? Mm-hmm. What are my shoes that I get to walk into this next season or this experience? And, um, and, and so much of what I've heard him say and what I heard him say the other day was he said, Courtney, it's it, for this instance, he was like, it's pretty simple. Just turn it off. Mm-hmm. And, and when he said that there was something about, it's not always that way. You know, sometimes I have to wrestle a little more, but for this instance, it was, it was like, just switch it off. That's not for you. Turn it off and then turn towards him. Um, and so it doesn't have to be complicated. It can simply be coming back to that place of love, sitting and receiving again of how can I even ask for more? We'll go ahead and receive some more. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And, you know, I love um, I love everything about you, Courtney. And one <laughs> of the, I just think you're amazing. Um, and you, friend. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, And one of the things that, I just, I watch as you walk with the Lord time and time again. And I think it's something that we all need to um, really, I think, lean into is you are very um, aware and slow in the sense in those moments to go, hang on, I recognize that insecurity and I'm not going to run from it. Like I'm not going to just, because how easy is it at times I will speak for myself. Sometimes I will see something and then I'll go, oh, I can see that there. I saw that just pop up. Okay, I'll I'll get back to it. Like I'll come back to that place and I'll kind of keep going about whatever I'm doing. And then sometimes I won't even remember to go back there. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, Lana, he said, keep short accounts. He said, and be very uh, aware of those things when they pop up because because when those things pop up, 
they are actually an invitation into encounter. And at first I went, oh, I'm not exactly sure what you mean by that. And the Lord said, every time you see something like that, he said, every time something like that bubbles to the surface, he said, it's an invitation for you to come. It's not being, it's not being sent from the Lord, but it's at that moment of, okay, I'm recognizing something in my heart and in my, my operation that is not in line with who God says I am. So rather than and kind of just steamroll over it, you know, in the busyness of life or whatever, or even in my own moments of, oh, like that's really a painful place. <laughs> like ah, I can feel it. Like even before I go in there to actually go really slow and be really tender in that place and go, okay, Lord, like you said, Courtney, what I'm taking that off what am I actually putting on? Because sometimes I think in our journey and our process, we can get we can get stuck or we can feel stuck in the place where, oh, I'm seeing insecurity in me or I see shame or I see fear. But no, those things are actually a place, it's like a divine um, like exchange table. Like God, yeah. I'm giving you this insecurity but I love what you do Courtney you don't the full stop isn't at I've seen the insecurity like the, there's no full stop there it's like okay I've seen it but now I'm going to ask what what am I receiving I'm going to let that go and what am I receiving in place of where that insecurity has sat because that's not actually part of who I am so what is the part of my identity in Christ right now that I need to see and receive in order to walk in greater wholeness in who he's called me to be. So I just, I wanted to jump on that because I just had this stirring as you were sharing, Courtney, that there could be, you know, ladies that you're watching and you're like, I just see so much stuff going on inside of me. Just know that's not a full stop. That's actually a place where you're being invited into seeing him in a greater way and seeing you in reflection of who he is in a greater way. Mm. Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? The early signs of my purposes, plans are bursting forth. The budding vines of new life are now blooming everywhere. The fragrance of their flowers whispers there is change in the air. Um, yeah. You know, the the seasons changing there's so much that goes on under the surface before we see anything before we see the blossoms or before we smell any sort of beautiful fragrance there's so much that's going on underneath um and it was i think it was back uh, the start of 2022 the lord told me he said courtney i want you to go after the negative beliefs, but it wasn't just go after them to identify them because we can really get stuck being hard on ourselves. Like you said, when we see the insecurity and I've done this multiple, many times, it's like whatever we focus on, we empower. Well, if that's not part of me anymore and that doesn't belong to me, to me anymore, then you need to, we need to mind what it is that we are thinking about ourselves. Just like Proverbs says, it's what, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So that's another, you know, beautiful challenge that you could take, um, an encouragement that you could take along the way through reading Song of Songs is to to see yourself as 
the Shulamite to picture yourself as her to see and, and to even meditate on that, that this is, you know, these are the early signs of his purposes and plans. Like this is the new day of destiny that's coming forth. And so there's new things for you and meditating on that actually creates that internal space with the Lord creates that space. Like you said, for encounter, because if I'm, if I'm putting off something that's not mine anymore and I'm stepping forward into the new day of destiny, then I get to ask the Lord, what on earth does this look like? Or what in heaven does this look like for you to see me doing this now? Or, or um, And that's that, again, that's that beautiful place of relationship with him. But I think sometimes the, it's that new day of destiny dawning looks like being willing to risk again, mm. risk asking that question again. It looks like uh, willing, being willing to believe differently about yourself and about him at times. And so it's all, you know, there's a lot of change that goes on <laughs> in this chapter. There's a lot of growth, you know, even the pictures and the, and the images that, that he's sending out that he's, uh, this new day is breaking. It's, it's something that's changing from dark or night to daytime. And there's change in the air, the budding vines, they're blooming. All of that is growth and movement. Um, yeah. And all of that, like we said earlier, is not always comfortable, but it is beautiful. Yeah. 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 And I, I love um, in verse 13, in the footnotes, it says, this text is literally translated, the fig tree has sweetened and put forth its early figs. In the language of the allegory, the fig tree is a picture of destiny and purpose. The sign of a fig tree blooming is the sign of an early spring and a new season. And just when I read that, I think of conversations you and I have had, Courtney, just even for the hour that we're living in right now, I think we were sitting in a um, in a space together and I heard the Lord say, spring has come early. And just this place of, you know, this surprising budding forth, like, thriving blossoming like it's coming sooner than you think like it's it's coming early like in a when you may look at life and go oh my goodness it looks completely opposite the decree of the lord is actually spring mm -hmm. springing earlier uh than you you expected and just when you were saying that and you were reading that passage i just felt the voice of the Lord, like just releasing hope to um, to you ladies as you're listening, that some of you may feel like you've just been in such a barren winter for mm. such a long time and actually listening and going, wow, like even the thought of the season changing seems so far away from where I'm at right now. I guess I just want to speak to you prophetically that there is a season shift and a manifestation of what the Lord is um, has promised you and has um, has spoken over you that will burst forth um, sooner than you realize it may have felt like it's been a long time but I could hear his voice of hope as you were sharing Courtney just to encourage mm -hmm. um some of you ladies that may be feeling in this place that, oh, my goodness, the barren winter has been so long and it feels like it's never going to shift, I believe that we're in the shift now, that yeah. we're seeing spring springing forth in ways, at, in an accelerated way 
mm-hmm. and, and in a way that we possibly may have not even seen or imagined, hoped or dreamed, because we can be sometimes so clouded by what we've walked through, right, and, and the yeah. effects of the previous season. Yeah. 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 And I love, I know we're going to bounce back just a little bit, still in verse 13, where Jesus says, uh, arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place. Yeah. You know, um, I think sometimes like it is tempting when we are in those grinds and we are in those battles that you just feel like, won't it just stop already? Like all I can do, I can't even fight anymore. I can just stand. That's all I have the energy to do is just stand here. And sometimes that's all that we need to do is we just have to remain standing. Um, But I think that there is a fire that I feel like he's been lighting in the belly of a lot of of his, um, his lovers. And that is that, you know, he cannot... If you keep standing, you win. Yes. And there is a, just like the Psalm says that he prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemies. There is nothing the enemy can stop you from. He cannot stop you from receiving at the Lord, from the Lord, no matter what's going on. He cannot stop you. Part of the reason why the Lord comes and indwells us is because there's absolutely nothing separating us from him at any moment. He cannot stop Mm -hmm. us from receiving. Um, The Lord said something to me the other day. He said, Courtney, the only thing that's stopping um, you from seeing something this way is yourself. Yeah. I was like, oh man, like, <laughs> and it wasn't me, it wasn't me, but it was, it was true. You know, I was the only, because that's the only, the only thing that can stop that communion um, mm-hmm. is, is sometimes when we hide and that's, you know, that's understandable. I've had seasons of hiding. I've had times and long periods of time where I've gone and, and hid because mm-hmm. to be seen just felt too scary. But I think that that's where that beautiful invitation to continue walking with him in that tenderness and seeing who he is allows some of that fear. That's that love that casts out fear. Yeah. You know, he's and I and I love this chapter because I feel like it's Jesus continually just saying over her, I see you, I see you, I see you. Mm-hmm. And I'm pleased. Yes. Oh, I love it. You know, if we even looked at um, where is it? Uh, verse 14, where it says, For you are my dove, hidden in the split open rock. It was I who took you and hid you up high in the secret stairway of the sky. Let me see your radiant face and hear your sweet voice. How beautiful your eyes of worship and lovely your voice in prayer. Now, you may have a giggle at this, ladies, but the first time I read this passage, I read it and I was reading it somehow like in I, I thought it was the Shulamite speaking like I, I didn't make sense like I'm reading <laughs> it and I'm like oh yes this is her yes 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 and I'm like yes Lord like oh hang on a second how beautiful your eyes of worship and how lovely your voice in prayer how had I missed it for like the times that I was reading this that this was actually the Lord saying to her, let me see your radiant face and hear your sweet voice. How beautiful your eyes of worship and lovely your voice in prayer. You know those moments where you've just you just read something in scripture and you just kind of read past it and but then you read it again and you go, hang on, I read that wrong. Like this is actually the Lord speaking to the Shulamite. And 
Courtney, I just wanted to jump on that because when you said um, that place where, you know, at times you've hidden and it felt scary to be seen and we can all, I'm sure, share moments where we felt like, oh, that, that place of being seen is a bit scary. And then I read this and I go, my goodness, I can feel the longing of his heart like to to see us like for for us to be in that place where there's just this vulnerability because yes he sees us he knows everything about us he knows how many hairs are on our head mm-hmm. but you know what I love about this it says let me let me see your radiant face so there is a place where the lord's like will you open up like will you come into this place and and just let me see you let me delight in you let me hear your sweet voice in prayer let me see your beautiful eyes of worship i just the longing of the lord's heart to be seen but also to see us I think I just keep thinking of the word, you know, intimacy. It's like into me you see, right? And I think sometimes we can, well, let me speak for me. The Lord told me, Lana, you can overcomplicate things. And I said, really? No, I don't. And he's like, nobody's ever said that about me, Lana. (laughs) (laughs) Big fat lie. (laughs) And I just, it's so simple, isn't it? Like it's, it's profoundly simple yet so deep that it, there's almost no words to describe the depth that if we really stop and look at these scriptures and allow ourselves to really engage with the Lord in these places, like the, this book, I mean, the word in itself is life-changing. And when I sit in the Song of Songs, I go, this place, as I truly grow and flourish and discover I continue my journey of discovery in this book. I I, I won't be shaken. There's a strength in me that that rises up because my delight, my love, everything, my identity is rooted in one who continues to speak his words of love and sing his songs over me, even in the moments where I might say no, which Mm -hmm. is what we see at the end of this passage. And so I just the longing of the Lord's heart, I think, let's never graduate from that place of discovering the longing of the beloved for his bride. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. It's, it's, it's complex, but it's not complicated. Yeah. It's complex, but it's not complicated. That's the beauty of the gospel. Um, and I love how you took us there to the end, that that the end of this chapter where she she says, not right now. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't, you know, because he's inviting her. He says, let me see your radiant face. And then he says, Hey, you know, you must catch these troubling foxes. Like they're, they're ruining the, the things that I've planted inside of you. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. that can look like, you know, past experiences, past um, memories or thoughts or things, expectations mm-hmm. that we thought um, it's, oh, it went bad that, that time. It's going to go bad again this time. It's those experiences and um, even those pictures that we have in our minds. And, you know, the enemy hardly picks happy pictures for us to think back on and, and think, oh, that was a great experience or that mm-hmm. went wonderfully. Maybe it'll go like that again. That's not exactly how we work. <laughs> At least <Yeah>. not me. <laughs> um, <laughs> getting there. Um, but, you know, Jesus invites her. He's like, hey, they're, they're ruining. They're they're stealing what I'm, what I've planted and what I've grown inside of you. 
And um, she goes on to speak to him. She says, I know my lover is mine and I have everything in you for we delight ourselves in each other. But until the day springs to life and the shifting shadows of fear disappear, turn around my lover and ascend the holy mountains of separation without me. Yeah. So until I don't feel afraid and until I fully see that day, you go. I have to be separated from you. Like that makes me want to cry because how many of us have had those moments where it's like, man, until I see it, I can't, until I get this out of my life, until I do this right, until I, you know, I'm, I'm at this point, I can't fully yield myself to him. I can't fully receive, or I can't, um, sit down and see how, ask him how he sees me or what song he's singing over me. I can't until this is, this is clear. The, the, this, this is a, a very age-old story, and this is where the Shulamite is as well. So many of us have been that that place before. Um, and she says to him, like, go ahead to the mountain of spices. I'll come away another time. Mm. And it's it's very somber to end that chapter there. Yeah. Because you, know, you see that constant invitation that Jesus is constantly pouring out. Mm. Um, and, you know, just the nature of life and our own struggles and where we're at. Um you know, I know I've been there before. Yeah. I can't, I can't do that right now. I can't yeah. go there. And yet he remains patient, yeah. loving. And as we get, we'll get into it next time. Chapter three, he continues to pour out. Like how good, how good oh. is that? If anyone needs me, I'll be on, on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just push pause. <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness. I, I, I just, you know, like, where, you know, in Ephesians 3, where it talks about the love of God and, you know, how deep is his love, how wide is his love? Like, actually, I'm going to read it. Just, I feel like I Do need it. to read it as we, we uh, wrap up. But I just, I am overwhelmed, I think, more than ever in this season by the revelation of his love. I've had so many beautiful encounters over my life where I have encountered the love of God and just been so undone, especially in the areas where I have confronted lies and the foxes, you know, that come to try and steal that that place of um, what the Lord is, is blossoming within me and his voice and his love that has brought healing and freedom and deliverance has absolutely changed my life over many, many, many times and many, many, many years. But in this season, I feel the invitation into the depth of his love and the revelation of his love in a way I never have before. Mm. I feel like we're coming into a depth of, um, yeah, revelation of his heart for us, you know, as his bride. I think that is deeper and it's unprecedented. You know, I don't think we've been here before at the depth that we're entering into. So I want to read to you um, Ephesians chapter 3. I want to read you Paul's prayer. I want to read it over you. I just I feel it stirring quite strongly. So it says in verse 3, uh, sorry, <coughs> excuse me, chapter 3, verse 16, and I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favour until supernatural strength floods your innermost being 
with his divine might and explosive power. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love. How enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all of this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Now we offer up to God all the glorious praise that rises from every church in every generation through Jesus Christ and all that will yet be manifest through time and eternity. Amen. My goodness. Ladies, as we have journeyed, like I feel like we've jumped around in in Chapter 2. I feel like there's so much more we could dive into but I just, I really wanted to read that over you. I felt like the Lord wanted to encourage you that that place where his love becomes the, like the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. That as we've journeyed through this chapter that you may have listened and gone, yeah, there's areas where I feel so much like the Shulamite right now. I'm seeing the foxes, I'm seeing all of the stuff and I'm even hiding or I'm feeling like, oh, the Lord's wooing me, but I'm like, I can't come yet. I just want to speak over you that he delights in you. He absolutely adores you. He loves you. You're the very theme of his song and that let Um, that place of by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ is being released deep inside of you and the resting place of his love is becoming the very source and root of your life. So good. So good. Any parting words, my friend? Mm. Until next time, because I can't wait. (laughs) I'm just so excited to see her journey, you know, continue on in chapter three. Um, And and thank you for holding this this space for us and for so many um, to talk about these things, to talk about what transformation looks like and what does it look like to let him love me. So very much a needed needed place. And we are definitely praying um, that as you know, you guys step through these things. And as you continue to embrace his love, wherever you are and however far along you are on your journey, that, that like you prayed, Lana, that love will just continually refresh you, continue to fill you because it's never ending. Amen. Yes. Well, lovely ladies, in Courtney's words, until next time, we <laughs> encourage you to dive in 
and really sit with the Lord. If you feel like, okay, I'm going to be brave and I want to sit and hear the, the Lord's song over me, I would encourage you this week, sit with the Lord and say, God, what is the song that you're singing over my life? And sit and listen uh, because there's going to be some really beautiful moments of healing and encounter. So until next time, we'll see you then. Bye, guys. We hope that this podcast has blessed you and we have been blessed by bringing it to you today. If you would like to see more of what Zion's Company of Women is about, please check out our website, zionscompanyofwomen.com. We pray that your day is blessed and may you go forth in joy and peace.